Surviving in the restaurant and bar business is tough enough on its own. How about almost a year after a pandemic? Tonight, we revisit Tommy Gallo and Gallo's Kitchen on Whiskey Business. and welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. I'll introduce our guest bottle here in just a moment. Uh, our guest tonight is a is a revisit of a guest. He was uh, on the show with us. He was our last in-person, face-to-face guest before the initial, before the initial shutdown. Before the initial shutdown, I don't know what that was in the background. Before the initial shutdown, sorry, uh, <laughs> came down upon us, and the start of the COVID pandemic occurred. After that, we started to go remotely, uh, if you will. And Tommy Gallo was our last face-to-face uh, live guest before we started to go remotely from Gallo's Kitchen, and we were talking about the upcoming shutdown and how. That was going to affect things, change things, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Tommy was very forthcoming, very emotional on a lot of different levels, very passionate. Um, that particular podcast, Don't Call Me Chef, which is in the archives, still stands as our most watched, most viewed podcast in, in whiskey business history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tonight, a year later, has he gained perspective has he gained information? Where does he stand emotionally, personally, physically? What kind of toll has this year taken on not only the restaurant and bar industry, but on him personally and the people that he cares so very much about at Gallo's Kitchen, his staff and his customers? We'll be talking with Tommy in just a little bit on Whiskey Business. Uh, before I introduce our guest bottle, let's uh, first get to Hansberry and Whitney, the comedy team of Hansberry. Yay! And Whitney. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. debut our improv set tonight. That's right. <laughs> uh, my uh, audio and video gurus, the two gentlemen who make this all possible the this evening. So thank you, boys. How are you? Good. We're good. good. Yeah, good. Here good. we are. Another week of remote podcasting. I just uh, had a physical today. I had a physical today. Oh, great. Oh, bravo. Well done. And my, my doctor said that my liver was, was great. And I, I, I really said to him, really, that's surprising. And he laughed. <laughs> it's true. Are you, uh, are you taking the milk thistle as I advised? No, I'm just, uh, you know, just lots of water and healthy man. Just trying to eat right. And, and, uh, this is my only vice is, uh, a little bit of uh, bourbon. I think you should try harder. You know, I think <laughs> I should try harder. You get really... some milk thistle. Get some. Get get the nice uh, supplement called milk thistle. Any any uh, pharmacy, vitamin store. It cleanses the liver. It helps with fatty liver or what? What is it? Yes, does it, it does. Okay. I was diagnosed with a fatty liver back in the uh, late nineties, and I and someone suggested milk thistle, and I haven't had one since. So I will try that milk thistle. I will try there that. There you go. What if you're lactose intolerant? Can you still have the milk t- thistle? Yeah. Is it is it an actual dairy? I don't think it has anything to do with the, with okay. with that. So 
Maybe right. it's a plant. It's a plant. Are there milk thistles? Don't go by me. I'm not a. I'm not a doctor. Play <laughs> one on TV. That's right. Uh, Hansberry, you want to do the business before I get to the guest bottle? Let's knock it out. Thanks for uh, checking out Whiskey Business. If you are listening on your favorite podcasting app, thank you. Go ahead and uh, smash us with a, a like and subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, if you could rate and review us, a uh, five-star rating would be extra nice. Thank you much. Um, if you are uh, listening on, on, on your uh, favorite podcasting app, don't forget that we are available on Facebook um and uh youtube whiskey business with dino tripotis where you could be watching us live right now like many of you fine folks are doing so thank you very much uh just make sure you hit like and uh subscribe and click that little bell notification if you're on youtube and you'll get uh notifications uh every time we go live with with a, a video um instagram uh twitter and uh marvel universe on disney plus that's uh where we're at next right. yeah mm -hmm. that's right the Marvel Universe. <laughs> oh, and don't forget whiskeybusinesspod.com. All oh, of our yeah. archives were included, like you said. Uh, our previous episode with Tommy is uh, a banger. Yeah, there. don't call me mm -hmm. Chef. The mm -hmm. most uh, viewed and downloaded episode uh, that we have in the Whiskey Business archives. Uh, and, of course, people are commenting and, and tuning in live. Holly Hollingsworth says the superintendent, that would be James Canepa, would like to know what you all are drinking this evening. We'll start with Hansberry. What are you drinking tonight, Hansberry? Uh, I'm I'm uh, roughing it. Bottom shelf, uh, benchmark eight. Okay. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with the bottom yeah, shelf, no. especially benchmark. Uh, four roses. Uh, what is it? Small batch. Small batch. Yep. And since uh, the rule is we always have to include a new whiskey on whiskey business, I finally cracked open the uh, Christmas gift bottle from my. Uh -oh. The Bell Mead um, bourbon. This one in uh, in the sherry cask finish. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. How's it taste? Is it sweet? It is, it is sweet. It's got a wonderful floral note. A lot of dried fruits and floral notes in the nose. Uh, those dried fruits definitely uh, reveal themselves on the palate. And then that spicy rye, high content. It's about 30% mm -hmm. rye. Uh, gives you a nice little kick at the end. Um, they brag about the finish. I was hoping the finish would last a tad bit longer, but uh, it's it's got a nice, sweet, lingering finish. Just I wish it would have lasted a bit longer. I would strongly suggest this Sounds one. Sounds like my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, strongly suggest this one. If you're going to skip dessert at, at, at dinner, uh, yeah. Then maybe and just go with a, a nice little whiskey. This would be an excellent one to uh, enjoy after dinner, just because of all the all the the, the fruitiness and the floral notes and whatnot. Very oh. nice, a little bit of caramel. So uh, a little expensive if you're looking to buy it off the shelf. I've seen it range between seventy nine and eighty nine bucks Ooh. a bottle. So is that available in Ohio? Uh, well, let's ask the superintendent. Can you chime in? I'm sure. I'm sure uh, there are Bellmead products available. So yeah. uh, that one might be a little harder to get. I don't know. So, but that is our, our guest bottle tonight. Bottle, I believe, one hundred and fifty-six. Woohoo! Getting Whiskey. up there. We're getting up there. Yep. I think we'll make it to our two hundredth. I. It depends. Let's yeah. do it tonight. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. We can do it. Yeah, I'll just start rifling through the. Through the inventory before it's all set. 
done. All right, let's get to it, shall we? Yes. yes. <clears throat> like I said, almost a year ago, Tommy Gallo was our, our last guest before we started going remotely. And uh, the shutdown happened, and we had to we had to adjust. Over the course of that year, uh, a lot of restaurants and bars didn't make it. Gallo's Kitchen and Bar did. So let's bring in Tommy Gallo and say good Tuesday evening to him once again. He was supposed to join us last Tuesday, but we forgot that last Tuesday <laughs> was Fat Tuesday. And a big, big night at Gallo's Kitchen. Yeah. I've been there on Fat Tuesday. It's always incredible, remarkable what you do on Fat Tuesday. It's, uh, it's, it's. If you've never been, if you've never been to Gallo's Kitchen, first of all, go. It's one of the best restaurants in town. If you're going to pick one night to go, then try to get your ass in there on a Fat Tuesday because it's, a, it's crazy, crazy good. How are you, buddy? You know, I was listening to you guys in the in the in the opening, and uh, I think we were March twelfth, somewhere in there. It was yeah. almost yeah. six days to our interview that we got the phone call that uh, there was going to be a presser the following Sunday, and that's when it all happened. So yeah, you know, I'm, we're here. <laughs> it's been something. It's and been I'm a, not it's... having a physical. The last time I had a physical, I was sort of <laughs> ticking time bomb. So <laughs> we, we just don't go back. Anybody that knows you personally knows that you're a ticking time bomb, literally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, that's in, true. In, in a lot of different ways, you have a lot of a lot of passion. Will be my polite word <laughs> for what right. you do. That's that's a nice and way to put it. How you do it. Yeah, I have the luxury of being able to bust your balls a little bit, but but I'm very sincere when I do say passion. You do have a lot of passion for what you do and how you do it, and I would imagine that passion over the last year had to be one of those emotional uh, characteristics that carried you through all this, your passion for wanting to not, not fail, succeed. Uh, I remember in the, in that last podcast, uh, one of the big things you, you spoke of was uh, not just you, but you worried about your, your, your family. When I say your family, you, the, the people that you work with and employ. You called them kids. Correct. Remember? Was, yeah. yeah, that's right. I was just going to say, my kids, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, was yeah. number one, um, was to make sure that, uh, you know, it, it, the, the toughest problem was trying to figure out, I mean, I've been in the industry for 32 years, 16 on my own, um, and to have to up and on the fly figure out, you know, because the first three months there was no inside, and carryout was, there's really not a way to explain it without ha having witnessed it, it was, um, Overwhelming is a good enough word, but we had to fix how we did things. I mean, first Monday night we opened, we didn't even have like we had enough to go over the course that we've been open, but the containers we were using, uh, kind of environmental, uh, biodegradable, all that stuff, well, you can't see through them. Which, you know, when you're doing a couple entrees on a turn, that's not a problem. When you're doing waves of 50 and you can't yeah. see what's in each container, I mean, it's so it took about five days to where we figured out exactly what the uh, mo was going to be and how we were going to do it um but yeah going back to your initial comment it really was i'm not letting anyone off and in fact i'm going to double down and say that my kids are going to make at least what they would normally make and uh that was always been the goal i mean it's, uh, 
it, that that was the scariest the scariest thing. You know, when when we got so much positive review from uh, our last interview, and to go from the high, not knowing, to about six days later pulling into Bethel. Uh, when we opened Bethel, it became real when I pulled off of Bethel Road and, and approached the building that had signed. And in that moment, the crushing weight and the brevity of the reality of the situation. Uh, and I know I'm walking into my staff and Nick called a meeting. and I, I'm trying not to cry and trying not to break down, but it was really hard. Uh, just the out, the unbelievable amount of uncertainty was, was the largest concern. What are the rules going to be? How are we going to do this? What are we allowed to do? Uh, and, and, you know, each day went along and we figured out another way to make something else work or, or make something else happen. Um, and, you know, it's, but they were the first goal. I, mean, I don't have a wife or kids, so the first three that matter, my, my twin nephews, uh, Bo and Gio and my niece, Christiana, and then, of course, my brother and my cousin and their families. Uh, but the kids that are here were, you know, in, in, in a rightful way, as scared as I was. I mean, no one knew how this was going to go. Uh, and especially in the early, when it first happened, you know, the grocery stores are barren and, you know, the supply lines tightened up hard. So then it was, can we do what we want to do? If, if we are busy, can we still get orders? Can we... You know, can we can we get what we need to do what I want to do? And that was the, took a little getting used to. But yeah, there was a, there was definitely a, a trickle down in, oh. involved because I have friends that are in the produce business. Uh, Jamie Sanfilippo's tuned in and, and listening tonight as we speak. I mean, it, it's interesting how the dominoes fell and affected yeah. everybody. Yeah, in some way, shape, or form, in the beginning. Yeah. What 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 do you think it was? Why why would a gallows kitchen and bar survive? Why did you survive and some others didn't? Just after a year of this in perspective, where do you think what do you think gave you the glue to, to hang in uh, there? And well, not just say, fuck it, I'm I'm done. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock it up. Yeah, there there were a couple that First and foremost, um, restaurants with older clientele were already in trouble because that's that was when they kept saying, you know, older people. Well, that's you know, uh, underlying issues as far as getting COVID. So a couple of them kind of went out uh, for that. I I have a lot of people that called and asked me that very same question. What are you doing? So the first answer is um, I'm no goddamn genius. This community <laughs> basically rallied. And said, "We aren't losing you." Um, Arlington came strong for me. Strong. The nice. gratuity was over the top. Uh, we received several checks just to help pay these kids. Uh, I, I, I really all I can. I mean, in the ten years I've been here, I, you know, I've, I've worked very, very hard. And Ansbury will tell you, man. Everybody kind of knows everybody here, and, and it's. It has a family feel, uh, and that's really the, the bulk of my success here. Uh, and really, I think Bethel and Powell was, uh, that's, that's how we run our places. I mean, that's Nick and I, when we set out, and, and Larry coming in uh, to, to the financial side, but even still coming from O.P. Gallup, you know, that's how we always get our 
cameras and done things. So I don't really think I did anything. Um, you know, I, I, I couldn't really give anybody a piece of advice that was that swag. What I will say is uh, my friend Don Lee, Horizons Media, had me film a video about how we're going to get through this. And oh, Don. What I said at the end of that, the Howie, the, that, uh, that promo closed was there's all this chaos here, there's all this, but if, if people have to because remember, in the beginning, you, you almost couldn't even go out and get food at the grocery store. So you had to go somewhere. And if you're going to go out and you're going to spend the money, you're going to make sure you get a good meal. And if nothing else about this place, before all the things I could say about it or accolades I could praise, the food here is what it is. And it is consistently at a very high level, still maintaining the freshness. We, the food that we sent out, the only thing that was different was it was in a black container with a clear lid. It was as good as, as prepared as what you would get here. Um, mm -hmm. The one thing I did hear from some people was that uh, the way other people might have been doing it wasn't like us. I don't know what that means because I, I don't know who any, anybody specifically, but I guess I was attributed to the fact that people wanted good food. I mean, you're trapped in your house. There's nowhere to go. No cars on the street, but man, food can, it's an escape. That's an escape. That's what I love about my food. I always say that the heart of this restaurant is you're either coming here because you've had the worst day and want to make it better, the best day and you want to celebrate, or you just really want to kick ass. And that's what drove us. I mean, that's the food drove us and the kids drove us. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, that's been the hardest part about this, knowing the people that have closed. I mean, uh, the owner of Woodward passed away. Um, Willie Lolly from La Scala passed away. Antonio from Tony's mm. passed away. And this is all during all. I mean, it was the magnitude. It was just like, what's next, man? But we never, ever, ever lost focus of the food. How we, I think we might have had, in the course of the last coming up on year, maybe two misses or two wrong words. We didn't make mistakes. Because they're coming out. They've got to drive here. They've got to get, we will not make mistakes. And there were nights we were running an hour and a half, two hours, people to wait. I didn't care. I don't give a shit how long we wait. We'll back it up. If it needs to be three up, we'll get the order right. So when they get home, it's there. Because what happens in, I think, a situation like this, if you were to get home when your order's wrong, it looks like whatever. God damn it. Just another thing goes wrong today. Like, that's the, the minute. So I wanted to make sure that I picked up food. It got home, it was right, it was hot, it was good, and it was accurate, just because for that moment, I could take them out of this mess. There was a couple times was, that I got that some was, shitty takeout food, and it, it ruined it for that place, you know? That, yeah, that I've, I've heard that, and I, I won't cite anybody, but yes, I've heard that. <laughs> that was going to be one of my questions. Uh, what do you think you did wrong over the last year? But it sounds like you really did everything right or at least as right as you thought so in your mind um i guarantee you there was somebody that bitched about waiting i ordered it three hours ago and and probably bitched until they actually got home and ate it and went okay well now i feel bad because yeah. uh, <laughs> it's so good but yeah, i guarantee you yeah, well, I mean, they, they knew the i mean we told them when they would call for an order they, look it's two hours two hours well that's what i got you want it or you don't it's up to you. Do, do that's, you, that's kind do you of work where with, we're at. 
Do you work with Grubhub or, or these other companies? Yeah, we brought Grubhub in shortly after, and it was a little bit of an adjustment period because somebody placed a Grubhub order, and like the first night we used it, we were already at nine minutes, and the driver shows up in like two minutes, and I'm like, uh oh, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> so we had to figure out how to tell them, and now we figure out how to adjust that. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's been nice. It's been good. It's been weird that people. I don't understand exactly how. Uh, we, you know, we had a few phone calls and still do kind of. Why are the menu prices so different on Grubhub? Well, they take 30%. So we raise the prices to compensate. Yeah. That's yeah. not fair. Then come in and pick it up. You know, and so you go through that, that, that kind of situation. But no, in the end, they were, they've been very good. It's, you got to learn how to use it. It's a weird system. And this thing yeah. goes off and then you got to bug it. You know, it was very advantageous. And we'll probably maintain that now throughout with the company. All three locations have it. Yeah. You talk about dedication. I'm looking at some of the comments uh, from people. Uh, uh, Chip, Carcel, our friend says, if you cook it, they will come. Heather <laughs> says, we, we now drive an hour and change just to go to Gallows. Well wow. worth it. So, I mean, that's got to make you feel good, right? Yeah. People that drive. Yeah, I had some, we had somebody drive three and a half hours to come in for fat food. That's, that's I don't nuts. know what to say to that. I don't know what to say to that. You know, that's it's great. It's, but I also know that, you know, in, unless you're up north in Akron that I'm aware, it's, it's, it's uh, LaRusso's Restaurant or, or the Merch Tavern is, that's about, you know, that's the guys I learned with and learned from. And it's, there's something about that food and there's, you know, it just, <laughs> when he some places, it, it ruined it kind of because you go and you get the food and then it didn't, you know, it wasn't what you wanted. And, and that's. I'm grateful to hear someone say that. I mean, that's that's there is no greater compliment, really. I mean, yeah. if you're going to drive that far for my food, sure as hell I didn't see this. This is a mess now. You can see how much I ate. <laughs> Christ, I mean, it's been <laughs> it's been it's been a long run. It really has been. Mm-hmm. You know, the the question: what worked, what didn't work? I mean, in in the in the past year, what's been the most, for lack of a better word. Aside from limited capacity and not being able to to pack your restaurant, you mentioned earlier tonight before we went on on the podcast this evening that as far as capacity that you're allowed, you're full tonight. You're actually at the restaurant in the back room. Um, yeah, I apologize the, for the background, by the way, but I, I was doing some of the nice new addition that we put on. When we closed, we took over the little place next door that used to be a, a vape shop. And kind of turned it into a, uh, you know, extra seating and wine room, and redid some things and decorated. So that was going to be the background, but we got a late phone call, and uh, if, if COVID has done nothing else for me, it's I don't turn a damn thing down. So uh, oh, they no. ended up taking the room. So now I'm stuck here in the closet. Is that a fax machine? What is that back there? Shut up! <laughs> I'm, I'm so goddamn. I am so embarrassed when I'm sitting here. You know, we're heading up on nine o'clock. There's enough people in here, and it's uh, it's okay. It's it's not. It's not a hundred percent, but it's 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 good enough for you know for Tuesday in Arlington. It's not allowed people, to be. You know I mean? It's not allowed to be a hundred percent full. Otherwise, no. We're you know you're the, the thing that's killing us the most is the um, you can't stand and drink. So in other words, if you come in and you want to, hey, how long is for a table? Uh, Twenty minutes. They can't get a cocktail. Yeah. So that's that's what's hurt us. A lot because that standing, you know, no one wants to stand there and wait. Now they did extend the the carryout uh, beverage, which 
yeah. be interesting. Doesn't really help in Arlington because everyone drives with a traveler anyway. So I, you know, it's okay. <laughs> then we partnered up with uh, Chris Delavi, who I know you've had on your show, mm -hmm. and really have now kind of learned how to back cocktails so they can oh, make nice. them faster. And she's consulted with us. She's with the Diageo Beverage Company now, and that's really helped. So uh, Stephanie, my front AGM, she little jars and things that you can. They're real quick, real easy, and you can uh, carry it out. So that's helped a little bit. We've, you know, we also had outdoor seating, so we're excited to have to pop back off. But it wasn't an ideal time for a remodel, but the nice. Yeah, part I was, was going to say in in the middle of the yeah. pandemic when people yeah, are right. crunching numbers yeah, right. and, and trying to survive, you decide right. to you decide to expand and make it bigger. Yeah, yeah. That's so. that's that's not logical thinking. No, a little nervous about that. I'm looking at that's 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 not practicality. That's I like the comment. All those or... listening tonight get free cocktails. <laughs> Chris, Chris, come on down, Adam. Let's put it down. Let's do it. He's got to put his glasses on. So, what was that? What was your what was your mindset when the when the space became available in the middle of the pandemic? When 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 the when when the numbers are hurting and the revenues are hurting, what's making you think like eh, this is a good time to expand? Uh, I will be very forthcoming. I did not want to do it at all. Uh, I did not like the idea. I didn't agree with it. And my cousins have a little more forward thinking and vision than I do. And Nick and Larry saw the room for what it was and how it could be used and, and pushed forth. Larry said we were okay. We had the finances to pull it off. I just got out of the way. I was so focused just on service that it was kind of like, whatever, I don't care. And so we rolled off the side and you know, they basically did the remodel and then we punched through the, the wall. Um, but no, that was really my brother, Nick, and my cousin Larry's doing. I, I, I will be very, very forthcoming. I did not want that room. Uh, but in the end, it, you know, it, it, it helped. It helped a lot. And it's, it's a beautiful space. And that was their vision. Not mine at all. Not mine at all. But. All right. So credit where credit you know, is due. Hell yeah. So that, that was their call. This is, this is a moment. You're telling me you don't know everything? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Well, this is a moment. This is a moment. You I, don't know I, everything. For the record, I've never. I, I, I hope I've never said that I do. I know a lot about the game, but they they were the ones that pushed that forward. So I need to credit them for that. I did not. It was not. In, I did needed her in the cards, and they pushed forward. And now, in you know, in the back, it's it's been very nice to have, and it's uh, the, it's been received. Other remodeling was received very well, and uh, you know, it's just. In that moment, all I could think about was I can only, I mean, orders got to the point where they were three days a week. We don't have a ton of cooler space because uh, we have everything fresh every day. And then it got to the point where I couldn't even get fresh fish. So I was really outsourcing things because I don't take shortcuts. I just don't. I mean, we're going to serve, serve and we're going to do it right. Yeah, you said it there. Thank you. And, uh, so this is one of the cocktails that Mrs. Delavi helped uh, the staff with. This is called Bourbon and Bubbles, and it's delicious. Oh, nice! That's very nice. Um, but yeah, we had so I was I was so hyper focused on each day getting a phone call. Okay, we're not delivering on Monday anymore. Now we're not. Shit! So I had to keep I have like a war board that I would. Okay, here's when I can get. Now, how much room? So I, when they decided to do it, I just whatever, go, go do it. I, I got way too many problems right now. That's kind of how it worked. 
-hmm. It's called bourbon and bubbles. I told you, it's delicious. Nice, nice. It's some sort of bourbon drink with champagne uh, with the uh, Prosecco. If Crystal Lavi, if Crystal Lavi made ah, it, right. Yeah, it's, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. Um, so I want to talk about you for a second. Just you. I mean, give me the state of the business. I'm going to ask you in a little bit later what your plans are moving forward once we get completely out of this. But having known you for uh, quite a few years and, and uh, having enjoyed everything before the pandemic, um, when I say, when I, when I use the term somewhat of a, of a madman, I say that because of your passion for, for the, what you do and how you do it. So tell me what Tommy Gallo was like pre-COVID as far as the madman and post-COVID, a madman with perspective. And um, how, you, how, how has this changed you personally in the past year? Well, what happened uh, initially for a kid like me um, with the battles of mental depression and, 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 and suicide, the thoughts of it and why my brain works was those initial first nights um, with nowhere to go was very, very challenging for me because I need to be around stuff. I need to hear noise. And I probably sat here too late and drank too much because I didn't know what else to do. I, mean, I live alone and I didn't want to go there. And so the restaurant kind of became my roommate um, as we went through. So to give you an example, Fat Tuesday, uh, because we opened Sunday, Monday, I had to work about 36 hours in, in two days. So I would come in, work my shift, and then from 9 to about 7 or 8 in the morning, two days in a row, I made the, the menu. And then the final day, I actually slept here because I wouldn't wake up. Now, the physical toll that took on me. And if you think about the hours I just said, and I mean, I'm here by myself, so I'm doing all the pots, all the pans, cooking everything. Staff had everything prepped for me. The physical toll of that was nothing compared to the mental of this. Um, it, the, the pressure, uh, the stress, God, it's just, it never stopped. I mean, it's just, what else? What else? So the mental side of it, um, man, it, it was rough. The perspective I gained from it is that the manner in which I approached this restaurant and that we approach our uh, restaurants, um, it it's harder to do it my way, but it's why after about two months, I started to go, we're, whether we make money or not, I didn't know, but I knew we would at least break even because that's why you put in the work. Um, you know, for all the shit that we do and how we do it, this was the payoff moment. This was the proof that I, I can't even begin to tell you the things people said to me about why I come here or we come here because support and the, the adulation, everything that people put upon me. But that's what we do. Um, generally, the guy succeeds the most on the basketball team or football team, the one that's not working out three weeks after the championship game. The other guy comes in fat and happy from being off all season or whatever. So it's kind of that thing. It's a harder way to do it. But when you would love yourself the way I do and touch tables the way I do, and then my staff bites into that, 
And that was really the perspective I gained was never lose sight of the lesson. Uh, and, and there were so many lessons to teach these guys. And the, the one that I kept driving home is, man, I know you guys are tired. I know the stuff, whatever. We're better than most. We're doing okay. And, and, and to acknowledge and to not come in and be like, oh, so-and-so, but these there's restaurants closing. That aren't going to reopen. They're hurting. And everyone, you know, we go to the front. Well, you, you really you kept this thing. Oh, God damn it. All I did was me. They did. They listened. They executed. I worked, I touched the cars, I went out, but they had to cook. The servers had to spread it out and, and get it to the right color. And it, so it was, it was finding chaos. Well, it was finding a flower in a field of chaos and, and to let them know the most precious gem in the world can be laying in a river of sharks and it's hell to go through. I see you. Um, and, and that's, that's what I, I, I hope that they garnered that. I hope that that's what they take away from this. Uh, and I know I, I sure have, I'm not relaxed because I don't know what's next. I don't know when, uh, they talk about restrictions and the hours thing is great that we can stay out late, but we still have the mask issue. We still have, the, um, uh, uh, you can't stand and move around restriction and then, a good problem to have coming up now, do you know, is if they green light me, I, there are, a, I would say, a greater number of people. I don't know if I can explain this way, what process is it, but there will be as Just many people them. excited to come out that will then cause other people not to, that aren't comfortable yet. Now, if I start seating outside, I green light my dining room, still with carry out. Something has to get there. And that's my next problem now. Great problem to have. Not bitching, not complaining. But I'm, I can't, with now going patio, increasing the dining room, it's still carry out. It's going to be one hell of a lot of food and one hell of a lot of chaos. Good problem to have, but that's my next battle. So when you ask about what I learned, and we talk, the one thing about this COVID thing is, as bad as my brain works, I really never had a lot of time to think about me because it was new. What's next? What's the next problem? Oh, what are they going to do that? And so I kept going through these things and it was like, Jesus Christ, I, you never have time to think about yourself, but I never do. And that's the problem. Um, is that, is that, but is, a, is, that, is that a problem that unconsciously saved you? If you would have spent time thinking about yes. yourself, yes. being self-admitted in the fact yeah. that you suffer from depression and so forth and so yeah. on. Yeah. Do, do you find no, it ironic? Do you find it ironic that the problems that the pandemic presented actually were almost a saving grace for you in a big picture? They gave because me something to, to focus on. Me. That's a great way to put it. Yes. I drank too much. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, when it first started, I was there <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Welcome I mean, to I the club. All right. We're yeah. all guilty. We're well, all guilty. You're not alone there. I like to drink for fun, not to medicate. And I, I know that I was, you know, that, that's been something I've been trying to curtail a little bit. It's, it's yeah, to a point it was, and you know, it's a, there's a strange uh, a movie that, uh, The Search for Bobby Fisher, and there's a, it's about a kid that plays chess, and there's a scene movie, movie where they wipe the board clean. That's kind of how I see the restaurant. When I sit here by myself, 
I see the floor and I can envision things differently than when there's people in it. Uh, so a lot of the times at night I would sit here and that's why it was to kind of figure out, can we do this or where can I squeeze another table? And so, yeah, I guess to your point, there was a lot of X factors, um, just to really, you know, to, what do we do with the menu? You know, uh, Bethel and uh, Powell, they scaled back a little bit initially. I never did. I just said, hell with it. I'm going full bore. Uh, I mean, there were certain things. The one, the worst thing about to-go food is when, when you do what we do, like somebody called and bitched about the oysters. Well, they're fried. In the container, to-go, you drove home. Sorry, don't order fried oysters. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so some of that <laughs> stuff I started pulling off because if, if there was one thing harder than anything, it was when someone would say or complain to or about my staff or my servers about the situation we're in. Well, you're, you're serving all because you have to wear a mask. Bitch, you paid the $500 fine. Because the fine. <laughs> Why are you getting, you think my server and I went down to Governor DeWine's office and, and said these are the rules we want? So I took a lot, I had to, a couple times I had to just leave. One night in particular, I, just, I was sitting at the bar on the corner, two people I knew, finally took my mask off and this lady berated my GM about the thing here and not not wearing his mask, and I just looked at him and said, I'm, and, I'm, and I did. I, it, 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 that was the hardest part. Is some of the ignorant comments and the manner with which these people treated my staff, because boy, I'll tell you something, baby. You talk to my kids that way, especially my girls, it ain't going well. Shit gets real, and it gets real <laughs> fast, and it gets real messy. And it's that was time. a shock to me. <laughs> and when the riots started, that was the real big thing. When the riots downtown started, because up until that point, People were kind of cool, like they were really cool. Actually, they were they were they were understanding. And great job, you know. But something clicked, man. People got pissed, they got different, and they got angry. You think you're angry? I'm dying in here. My kids are fighting for their, and it it kind of spiraled down fast, and and that was very tough. And that was the stuff that when I would sit here at night, how do I curb this? Do I, I mean what do I do? How do I make this? Um, and so really keeping them, keeping them optimistic and, uh, figuring out what was next was, I, I guess, uh, to your point, um, the wall that kept me from jumping off the cliff, I, you, you kind of summed it up. I hadn't thought of it until you said it that way, but yeah, I, I guess my obsession with figuring the situation out allowed me to not kind of get in my own head. Couldn't sleep and have it for eight months, but um, now, but 32 years, when I started working at Liberty, when Dave finally moved me to the line, the service dreams, every night, every night, ticket, ticket dream, ticket dream, ticket. I haven't had a service dream, I don't even know, I can't, I'm having them now. And they keep you up, and so you get up, and you're like, I don't even know why I'm sleeping. It's pointless. I should just go out and go do something, because... I, I dream a lot about the restaurant and, and you go through those moments where it's like, I just got to get up. I gotta, you know, so that was a problem, but figuring things out, sitting here and talking to other people. Um, I, I, I'll tell you one thing it did for me that I didn't anticipate. I've met a lot of people through other people that said, Hey, my friend over here did this with his restaurant or her restaurant. That's and I've cool. gotten to meet some people and, and yeah, and interact and, and kind of, uh, I don't know what that word I'm looking for. Like you network and kind of go, yeah. Tell me what you did. I'll tell you what I did. And it's, 
I've gotten a lot of great ideas uh, yeah. and, and, and met some really cool people along the way. Uh, and so, you know, there, there's a couple things that came of this. My brother opened up in Clinville. Uh, I do not have anything to do with it financially, but it's a wonderful spot. Uh, ballsy move. You know, but you, when you asked her about the new room, they opened a restaurant during this shit. Like, are I you know, right? <laughs> ballsy, but it's working. They're doing a good job. So, you know. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. You know, kind of tagging on that point. What have you learned that you're going to keep doing? You know, have you learned little tricks, uh, you know, carry out stuff, the, the cocktails yeah. to go? You know, what are you going to, you know, in a year from now when this is all behind us? I mean, I, you know, I'm you mentioned uh, Uber Eats and stuff. If I'm looking at a new spot now, I will take into consideration. I don't care what size I think I need I'm going to double the hell out of that some bitch because you need to be ready for something like this take the extra 20 feet and I'll also look at the way the line runs uh, in terms of I, I don't think this goes away for a while uh, I really don't I think that uh, we're in a position where it will come back uh, next winter and how it comes back I don't know uh, but I do know that people are concerned and, and so the main thing I've learned is how to – I'll be ready for it. I'll be ready for it. I mean, that's – there's no other way to explain it. And, and, and to trust myself. I doubted myself a lot in the beginning. God damn it, this is what I do. I, I don't do anything like – every relationship I'm in, I don't see my family enough, but I can run a restaurant like Gordon can drive a car. And I, for a while, didn't trust myself. I was nervous. I thought I was making the wrong decisions on just go. You know what to do. Put it in fifth, drop the hammer, and get the hell up and go win the race. And, and that's probably the number one thing that I learned. And, and to really get out of my staff's way. Boss, go do your mm. thing out front. We got the back. And then the girls and Jamie up front, we've got the to go thing. So now I'm sitting here going, what the hell am I supposed to do? Shake hands, kiss babies, kid. That's what you there do. You go, and that's, there you go. Yeah, but uh, the ideas and, and figuring it out with them, and it was fun to figure out with them because, man, dude, it was, there was nothing like it. I mean, you're, there, there were nights. When we did the remodel, there are three long tables that eventually will be sat someday, hopefully. Um, you're talking about 60, 70 tickets, each one in order. If <laughs> you walk out, and you look at it and you're like, oh my God. Oh my. And they're like, boss, we got it. We got it. And they did they figure out a way to make their rhythm work and how to handle it. And I, yeah, so I, I guess, man, hands got to be daunting. I guess, oh, it was insane. But, and it's, you know, me, I mean, Dino knows me well enough. And as you know, I'm a control freak, but I couldn't control shit. I had to trust them to tell me what they needed me to do sure. to allow them to make this work. And so that's probably what I learned most. And that's a tough you, thing for a kid like me. You, uh, you uh, accidentally jumped ahead of me because I know you like control. And you're in a situation <laughs> where you have no control. And there is nothing worse for a control freak than to not have complete control of a situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's the uh, worst. Yeah. So, but it's the worst. It, 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 it's 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 like a weight. It's like a heavy. God damn it! I need. I need. I need. I, I gotta. Got Tommy. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Mm. This is what we need you to do for us up front. Yeah. Guys in the back would say, "This is what we needed you to do for us here." And in the middle, 
tried to facilitate it, but I, 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 the, the glory goes to the kids and Bethel yeah. the same way. I mean, Bethel and Powell, everything. The way it was handled, we just yeah. we just went at it. We're going to run. Just trust your people. We'll trust your people. When right? they come in, yeah, yeah, and, and go at it the right. You know, every every purveyor said you can run it. No, we're paying our bills. Larry was very adamant. We're paying our bills. And I said, absolutely. I, I completely and could not agree more. We are, let's just go. Let's go our way. Make payrolls. Pay bills. If the chips fall, then they fall. We don't know anybody's shit. And that was a big piece. And Larry's really, really Larry is a, he's a quiet little storm. He, he knows how to deal with numbers. But I had to trust him. I'd trust Nick, trust all kids. So it just, you know, it's what it is. But man, to not be able to, like, you have no idea what's coming. Like none. Like every night was one thing or another. And then when they gave us the, the okay, you can let people back in. Now you've got the dilemma of the same amount of carryout, but people in the dining room. Well, you've got to handle them first. Yeah. Because they're sitting. New dilemma. How do we? Hmm. How do we get them out first? So. And then the kids came up with a system that I hadn't thought of, of how we block. It, it's too long to explain, but they came up with it, not me. And I said, what is this piece of paper? Well, boss, that's how we're going to block it off. Block what off? Well, in order to get the dining room fed in a timely manner, we're going to block it. You're never too old to learn. I don't give a shit what you do. Somebody somewhere, the smartest person, the smartest person can teach you something. Learn to listen and take a breath. Do you think there'll ever be a time a where... time outside. Yeah. Do you think there'll be ever a time where you would have two separate kitchens, one for carryout and the other one for in-dining? You know, it's funny you ask that because I've wondered that question as far as the design for a place that, you know... Me, yeah. no. But... Um, yeah, I do. I think... The future of the design will be an area that you utilize. Mm -hmm. But if this happens again, pull this up, pull this out. And, it, you know, like a, like a dual purpose kind of an area where you can maximize the space uh, when it's normal. But eventually will will then be used for an auxiliary like, OK, we're going to have all these to go. Because, yeah, absolutely. Because you think about most lines. I mean, it's as big as it is to just put plates up. Sure. <laughs> you're putting 40 carryouts up and you've got bags and the table's not big enough. You have to. So, yeah, I do. I think that's an interesting question. That's been something that I've been thinking about for a while. Like, you know, I kind of referenced it a little bit earlier. How would I build the next place? I don't know. I know that I know that this will be part of my, my concern as to how we lay things out. So, yeah, I think you're right. And somebody somewhere will come up with something really, really creative about it. And mm -hmm. they're going to make a million dollars. Because it's going to say, hey, this can be a table, or it can slow down, and then you can do this. Or then if you all of a sudden we have another COVID, bring this up, and now you've got 10 more feet. Of, you know, someone's going to come up with something. Why can't you make that million dollars, Tommy? Why can't you make that million dollars? It could be you. Of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for DeWine to send me one of them. If I hear one more thing about one of his wife's pies, I'm going to take this glass. Then <laughs> I try to Gale's stay positive. And I, I, I do want to say one thing real quick, though. I have been very um, aggressive on Facebook about the policies. And my mother and I talked the other night, and I do want to go on record. Whether I agree with him or not, 
And I've said a lot of stuff. I've gotten in a lot of trouble. A leader has to lead with what he thinks he needs to do. Whether I agree with him or not is irrelevant. I do respect the hell out of a man. That what ultimately I think maybe might be his career, he risked it all to do what he thought he needed to do to keep us safe. And whether I agree, whatever shit I posted on Facebook, I do want to go on record as saying, I respect the hell out of someone that has the courage to do that. Whether I agree is irrelevant. How I think it could have gone, should have gone, would have gone, no. He did what he thought he needed to do for us. Whether we all like it or not, that's not relevant to me. And I just wanted to say that because I feel bad that... Is it, is it truly irrelevant? I probably may, shouldn't have said. Even though it may have affected you? Even, I mean, can you truly say with a clear conscience, irrelevant, even though it might have affected you financially and emotionally. I Hindsight, think, I, I think, say, is 2020. I, I get I, it. I, I get it. I think the audio is going out. The audio is going out. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, it's not irrelevant in that sense, but I, I do respect that he made the decisions he made. I took – all you got to do is go on my Facebook page. One thing I don't ever do, I never delete something, even when I get shit on for it. You can go back. I said a lot of mean shit, a lot of mean stuff. And I still feel that way. But I do want it to be known that I do respect the fact that he did what he did. Now, I, I don't get into all that as far as whether he should or shouldn't have. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of things I think they could have done differently. Like what? But, like what? Like what? Stop right there for oh, a second. Oh, Tell me. Where do we go? So... The part I don't understand is if you consider the tape. Okay, where my first problem was, was all this stuff's happening. And now we are underneath the uh, John Glenn Airport flight line. Plane goes, plane goes by. Interesting. So I can't have people in my restaurant, but planes are still flying. Seemed odd to me. How does that work versus, you know, me distancing? The second thing that bothered me, and this was the big one, and I said this from the jump, when they took the curfew into effect at 10, what do you think happened? So what happened was all the service industry people, well, we like to go out and unwind and deal with all the chaos and bullshit the customers put us through, so we unwinded. When you closed us at 10, what do you think happened? They all went to someone's house. They all shared bottles and glasses and drinks versus staying open and allowing at least me, me to control the atmosphere. They were safer with me than they are on their own. The second one was, and this was the one that got me the most, why if somebody comes in my restaurant, wanders around with no mask, are you finding me? Find the person. Tell them that when your little commission comes in, and they see the guy without the mask, find him a thousand dollars. That stops tomorrow. Oh, I agree. Finding me. So now you put me in the position as a 46 year old man to have to tell a last person who's a doctor or an adult or a lawyer, I've got to argue with them. You got to wear your mask. I'm wear my mask. Here we go. Tell you what, don't wear your mask. Hey guys, come here. We got two dollars. Boom. That shit ends tomorrow. And they didn't. They put. All of that on us. Hell's, I got enough problems. I got to go walk around and show a grown person, an educated man to wear a mask. 
It's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah. So those are the two things I would have said, and I was very nervous about that. You've got to be very careful with when you when you shut us down at ten o'clock. These guys are going to go somewhere. They're going to do something. They're sure as hell not right. going home. The, the very idea that well, if we take a few and we put it at ten, everyone will go home. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. <laughs> Literally, it was absurd. I, I do miss one thing about COVID, though, because, man, at night when I would leave here, <laughs> you could drive 90 miles an hour. And just, whoop. I was like, you <laughs> no one is out. And, and the episode where they had the – he, he uh, Kramer painted the lanes differently. It was oh, yeah, no, he, he no traffic the lanes. ever anywhere. <laughs> but you well, know what's weird? does I, not condone drinking and driving. It's no, I don't either. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't say drinking and driving. I said I just would go – I would run food. I had a lot of – we were so afraid to leave. That I would go just drop bags on top and ring doorbells, and, and and that's what I would do when I left. You're out there and you're like, man. I mean, there were times I went from here to Bethel on a car. It was surreal, and I don't even know this back because even at rush hour now, and you know, 33 was, they, they just redid Fishinger with the two. Well, hell, that's a waste of time. Never, never any cars on at rush hour anymore like they're used to. I mean, it's. I don't know what happens now that all these businesses have learned to do this and Zoom and whatever. I don't know that commercial real estate comes back the way it does. I, I, that's going to be interesting no. to watch what happens. Yeah. Uh, everybody's from, at home now. In an office environment. The restaurants yeah. and the bars, as you mentioned earlier, some yeah. people are still not ready. They don't feel comfortable enough yet to go into right. a restaurant yeah. or a bar. That will continue to change as we get uh, as we all continue to get vaccinated and and feel a little safer that way. I think that that mentality will start to change a little bit. But you said something earlier in the podcast that I, I found to be very revealing and also uh, kind of you planning ahead. Um, no matter when we get through this, you are already anticipating. Not the next wave, but something that's not going to go away. I, I think you've kind of self-admitted that the way you do business now and the way you've had to adjust and change isn't temporary. This is these are changes. Uh, yeah. These are changes that are going to be implemented, yeah. and and part of the future of of this industry. So uh, the current state of the industry is not what it was a year ago. So looking ahead. Right. Right. You know, you, we see new places popping up, and what do we see in a lot of these new places that are being built and pop and popping up? They're they're accommodating the outdoors as mm -hmm. much as they possibly can, uh, anticipating anticipating outside being a, a a safer place to be, inside mm -hmm. being uh, more uh, more more efforts to sanitize and and. Uh, and, and keep things uh, clean with different types of units and so forth and so on. Um, we're going to get to a point, hopefully, where you can have a full capacity restaurant again. Right. But but <coughs> if we get out of this mess, watch when we it's there to go. It's going to go right back. Whether there's another, it's going to go back because winter scares people. And that first flu bug's going to hit sometime around November. We're going to be right back where we are, I think. And that's a great point you made. I don't think you're, this is over. But you're going to be ready. You're going to be ready. You're going to be ready. Yeah. You're going to be ready with some sort of plan. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to be ready with knowledge. 
At what what point over the course of this year, when was the first moment that you had where you sat back for just a second and said to yourself, we're going to make it. We're going to be okay. I mean, despite the fact that there were desperate times and, you know, back against the wall, was there a defining moment when you thought, you know what? We're going to make it. We're going to do this. What Did something Uh, happen? Did somebody say something to you? Did you feel something? We had a weird weekend. It wasn't good. Um, It was unusually not good. My cousin was here. He reads me pretty well. Uh, And I don't know why, but I just, god damn, we'd done so good for so many days. You know, I mean, weeks, actually. And I just didn't like the weekend. There was some, the pace wasn't right. It, it was, and I don't know. And I came in on Sunday like I normally do. And he just grabbed me and pulled me outside. And he throws the numbers down in front of me. I don't really understand numbers. Uh, I can look at them and kind of understand it. But I don't know them well. And it was the first time I realized what we were doing. And we were achieving. Um, I, I didn't want to know. I, there's a, there's a weird way my brain works. I have to, I like to be up against the wall. I want my back on the wall. I feel like I've got the army of 500 coming at me. That's when I'm at my best. Um, so I don't ask. But it was the first time he kind of forced me to go, do you understand what you're doing? What this restaurant's doing? I kept saying, I don't know. And I even tried to wave him on. But... Uh, there's, there's little glory in that. It's not. It didn't do anything for me. It's just. It was nice to know we were okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was another moment where two different guests. Uh, I won't reveal names uh, or amounts or anything, but they were very sizable and uh, sizable donations for my staff. And um, even if I failed, having had that happen, only someone can only write it. And check the size if they truly appreciate who we are and what the hell we do. And, and that, if I took nothing else, if it all went south, the fact that someone would do that and walk and say, here, and I'm talking sizable amounts, over four, um, four figures, that just said, here, help your, help your people. COVID can kiss my ass, but it gave me that. And I don't know. I mean, I'd trade it back in a heartbeat, but it's a pretty cool thing. It's a pretty cool thing. So I I guess the one moment was just, it wasn't like, yay, we're, it was Larry just saying, look at what we're doing. We're okay. You're doing all right here. Like, you're you're doing well. And that was, that was big. That was big. Yeah, that was the moment. Is there going to be a time you think where you'll take your back off the wall and breathe a little bit? No, I'll find the next problem. And I'll <laughs> against the wall again. I always that's just the way I'm. That's just the way I'm geared. I don't. It's a weird thing, and it comes at the expense of a lot of great people, uh, friends, and, and relationships. I, I, it's unfortunate. It's just the way my brain's wired. I don't know why. It's it's how I get through. If I'm Pressured if I'm pushed, if I'm worried, and I'm grinding, then I don't have to think about whatever's happening here. Because I, I think, remarked years ago, go ahead. 
do you think part of your success is the fear that you are just on the verge of failure? Hundred percent. Yep. That's how I just that's how I justify. It's how I justify everything. Absolutely. Justifications my, my, and rationalizations are entirely two different things, my friend. Rationalization sometimes can be elaborate excuses for what's not getting done. Justifications, on the other hand, are, are entirely different as far as I'm Agreed. concerned. I understand. You understand yeah, what I'm I, saying? I, I know it's not ideal. I would not teach someone to do what I do. I'm lying. You don't I'll think do you should open up? Not, no, there'll be no Tommy Gallo School of Business? <laughs> God help anyone that I tell. <laughs> I mean, that's just not a good idea. It's just, you know, like there was a, a a friend of mine who was a psychologist that I wanted to honor, and sometimes in the restaurant I, I honor. His name is Doctor Domtosi, and and I referred. And, and I would bring people in and make a speech or whatever. And, and the way I explained to my customers as we basically gave a standing ovation for me still being here. One of many people, by the way, uh, who were who responsible for that. But I said, it's like a zoo, but all the cages are open. And he helped me put the animals back in the cage. Uh, how I do that myself, find the tiger. That's the one that can kill you. The lion can kill you. Go in. Uh, and, and with stress and, and with being pushed. But I also so we'll say because it sounds too goddamn depressing. I'm looking forward to coming out of this because I'll tell you right now. I was at the tap room you know, uh, for the Buckeye basketball game against Michigan. You could feel it, man. You could feel it like it's. I grew up a WWE fan, and there was this <laughs> thing when Hulk Hogan would start hitting, and he starts, and then boom, and now it's boom time. They're there. They're right there. They are so primed. They are so ready to unleash that I think March Madness will be the moment that we go, you know what, we're back now. Like, we're coming. Now, what happens after that, I don't know. But the people are tired, and they just, just want to come out. And I, and I can't say who because they will get in trouble. But there was a bar a short while ago that I went to uh, in the second half of the, the uh, championship game because I knew we were done. <laughs> my brother gets very angry when we lose, so I'm like, I'm just gonna go because it's whatever. So I leave a friend called and says, Hey, I'm at such and such. They're gonna stay open. The one thing about this industry people don't realize I didn't even realize. I knew I missed it. I knew I missed being out. But there was a point when I'm sitting in this place. And I'm just looking around and a friend of mine sitting across the street and I got very teary eyed. And he said, Are you all right? I said, no, I didn't realize how much I needed this. It's not even the drinking, it's the chaos, it's the noise. It's that just boom, boom, person here, person there. Oh, Tommy got, I need that. And and people need that. Not to say you have to go out and get bombed or shit-faced or whatever, but you just, people like me need to be in that atmosphere, that chaos, that craziness. John Denver's cool to listen to. Sometimes I need to tell him. You did? Okay, that's where I'm at. I need 
And I didn't realize. And I first thing I did when I came back, and my manager was still here, and I said, "I said, what's wrong?" I said, "I always knew I loved it. I didn't know how much I needed it. People need it. They're ready. They're they're fine. They're gonna. Man, it's gonna be fun when it happens because they're going out." Clarity I don't even through chaos. About the money man. anymore. I can't. Who's this? Which one of you? That's a great line. Clarity through that chaos. Was. Well done, man. That's yeah. I couldn't say it better. I couldn't. I can't say tell it you better. said it. Maybe I said it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it originated, but that's exactly it. Let me. So I'm uh, looking forward to it, man. As we get closer to wrapping up here, let me just. Uh, you. One of the things that you stressed throughout this whole thing was was people. So I just want to go back uh, some of the comments tonight. So glad for your patience and resilience. Congrats, Tommy. We now drive an hour and change just to go to Gallows. Worth it. Jamie Sanfilippo from Sanfilippo Produce. Tommy is not a customer at the kitchen, and I still go there. That tells you all you need to know about the food. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. Um, there was one there about the fax machine. <laughs> yeah. That's when the magic happens. That came from Adam. Um, so many people saying so many different things. Great atmosphere, amazing food, dedicated owners who truly care about people. Thank you for all you do. So proud of you. That's uh, She's one of the women that saved my life. She was one of my allies in Wellington. Yes, nice. people, I went to Wellington. I know everyone's going to shit themselves when they hear that. I went to Wellington. I don't know if I graduated, but they let me leave with a degree. There you go. I'll just yeah. <laughs> Tommy, you've been killing it this whole time. I know it's rough. You know that I know you are doing fantastic. That came that came from Aaron. Uh, still a lot of sleepless nights, says Jamie Sanfilippo. You can concur with that. Uh, it's just everybody is just kind of like the people. The people are there. Chip said earlier, if you cook it, they will come. Um, yeah. I think the fact that you've made it this far and this well is an indication that uh, no matter what the future holds as far as a pandemic or COVID or reoccurrence or a next wave or whatever the case might be, I think whatever, however it zigs, you're going to zag. I would personally say that you can't spell gallows uh, or you can't spell balls without gallows. So, <laughs> there, I, I will. I will say that. Appreciate you know? it. Yeah, and that's definitely something that the, the family <laughs> has incorporated in a big way. So, may I say one thing real quick? You uh, can say as many things as you want. Take all the time well, you need. I know she. I, I know she's probably watching. Um, so, Mrs. Pinson, if you're watching or if you see it later, we're not done yet. We keep fighting, baby. I need you. And to those fighting cancer, got an ally over here. Keep going. I love you, Mrs. P. That's all, Dino. Thanks. This has been fun. You guys are, you guys are fun. <laughs> you guys are, I, should, I will you, tell you, you one not, thing, though. I miss being that? in that living room. See? see <laughs> you showed me more bottles of things I've seen in my life. I'm looking around <laughs> and I loved your house. Your house is so cool. It was like a museum. It was different. And I miss being around you guys. This, you know, this well, is fun, but I sure wish we were together. Yeah, that's that the only fun. thing I miss. I miss, you know, you miss, you talk about connections. Uh, 
yeah, I, I miss the I miss the fact that you're not directly across from me. Yeah, as we're speaking, so I can actually see you and. Uh, uh, t- 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 I hope people don't misinterpret this, but feel you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And all you guys out there watching this, if you're in the rest, if you're in the industry, man, keep going. Just we're almost there, guys. We're almost yeah. there. Keep Amen fighting. To that. Fight we'll get to get we'll through get this mess. We're almost there. I I know it's coming, and it doesn't seem like it's gonna. Just keep going, and don't 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 think people don't know what you're going through and, and respect what you're going through. And I posted on Facebook, uh, right? It was one of the nights I was here working to cook, and it's, it, it was a post about just us, the, the, the grunts, the grinders, the idiots, the people stupid enough to do this for a living. And this is our time now. If, if you've made it through and you're just, you got that much more than man, push it, go, finish the job and get over this hill and let's go back and claim our industry back. Get it to where we want. Please don't give up don't give up. Please don't give up. We're almost there. Please. We're almost there. I can't think of a better way to close than on that note. Our guest has been uh, Tommy Gallo from Gallo's Kitchen and Bar. Surviving. Yeah. Here, Surviving here. and moving forward in the best way possible. Stay right there, Tommy, for one second. Hansberry's got a couple of closing things we have to do before we wrap up. And I say it goodbye officially, so stay right That's there, right. Tommy. So check out uh, the last time yeah, Tommy was on, almost almost a year ago. You can find that archive at whiskeybusinesspod.com, and you can hear hear uh, you know the whole journey where we started and where we are uh, today. It's kind of a cool. Yeah, thing. that's called "Don't Call Me Chef" because he hates to be called chef. Yeah, yeah. So you can find that at whiskeybusinesspod.com or on any of your favorite podcasting uh, platforms, your apps, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Player FM, iHeart, Audible. Uh, Spotify and uh, Disney Plus. Uh, also, uh, thank you if you've been watching to Facebook and YouTube. Uh, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Um, you, you guys have been. This is the most comments and, and uh, questions that we've ever had. So this has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's great. Uh, so go ahead and uh, share this episode with your friends. Post it. Like us if you haven't already. Just spread the word. You know, uh, like a good restaurant try to put cool stuff out there and word of mouth, uh, you know, gets us, gets us the rest of the way. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. You talked earlier about how people, you know, the curfew happened at 10 o'clock. You don't think people were going to various places and so forth and so on. Uh, you know, you're right. We, I have a bubble. Whitney and Hansberry are in the bubble. Tommy Gallo, open invitation to join the bubble anytime you want. Mikasa Sukasa. All right. And whatever is here is here. And uh, yeah, don't forget Gallo's website. Give the information for that, Tommy. How people can, uh, if they have not experienced Gallo's Kitchen, whether it be carry out or actually going to the restaurant, where you're at, how they can do it, et cetera, et cetera. Your Facebook, everything that they need to know. Shoot it out there one more time. Gallo's Food Group. Dot com is the best place to go because you can see all the places. Uh, the number here is 614-754-8176, but everything's posted online. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. My girl, Stephanie Kong, she kills it. Um, to all those of you, to all those of you, that got us through this mess. I asked Dino the other day if I could do this because this is the message, man.
Thanks for keeping my family afloat. Thanks for helping. Thanks for the gratuity. Thanks for the support. I, this restaurant is nothing without the people coming here. And I cannot thank you enough for seeing to us that we survived here in Bethel, Powell, you know, Glenville. Um, I just, I, I got nothing. Just thank you. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you for caring. Oh, man. Thank, you. Cheers. thank you. Um, thank you. To Tommy and Gallo family. There you go. Amen. For being yeah. Shindan, my friend. There you go. A hundred years and then some. All right. Thanks, um, Dino, for everything. Yeah. Thank you both. Oh, brother, thank no, you. thank what you. A nice, what a nice gift. The Bell Mead was the guest bottle. Right now at this point, insignificant because the ultimate guest has been Tommy Gallo, check them out at Gallo's Kitchen and all the Gallo establishments here in town. You won't go wrong when you enter any any Gallo door. I'll say it again: you can't spell balls without Gallo. <laughs> you asked me, me the name of this earlier. Episode. What's that? You asked me when my moment was. Yeah. You asked me when my relax moment was. You just gave it to me. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome, my friends. Nice. I hope to see you sooner than later. Okay. Decent. All right, guys. Uh, I want to thank Greg Hansberry and John Whitney, as always, for making this a uh, uh, little remote venue possible on a weekly basis. I, too, look forward to full capacity in the house again when we're sitting across from one another and actually clicking glasses and, and doing it the way we remember doing it. Tommy said it best. We're that close. We're that close. So let's hang on just a little bit longer. And until the next bottle, see ya. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.